Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. We're going to find some scriptural teaching that I think everyone can be encouraged by. This morning, let's look at God's Word and let's uh, see what we can find here concerning the faith of a sincere mother. We're going to look this morning, Matthew 15, verse 25. We're going to talk this morning about the faith of a sincere mother. And I have uh, five thoughts for you we're going to look at as far as the faith of a sincere mother. Uh, Let's get right into this. Let's talk about this here. Uh, I want to say it's difficult to raise children. And the first one I want you to notice this morning is the presence uh, of what we'll call the presence of this mother here. And she was in the presence of Jesus Christ, is what we find. Notice it says here in Matthew chapter 15, and we find here in verse 25, it says, or verse 21, it says, Then Jesus went thence and departed unto the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me. Matthew chapter 15, we'll talk first. I just have five thoughts for you here this morning that I hope will encourage you. Notice her presence, her presence with the Lord. Uh, why was she there? You ever thought about why was she there? Now, what we find in the scriptures, Jesus had made a trip up north in the land, and he never left Israel during his ministry, his earthly ministry. And that was on purpose. That was for a reason. He was there to the Jewish people to be their king. Now, they would reject him, and the gospel would go out to all. And by the way, even in the Old Testament, anyone that wanted to come to God, Gentile or Jew, was welcome with God. But what we find with Christ, his ministry focused in Israel. He would go here, he went up north, he's near the border, and we find a woman who's not a Jewish person coming down, seeking his help. And that's what I want to point out to you to start with. She was there because she had a problem. That's why she was there. The Bible tells us that she had a daughter. It says here in verse uh, 22, it says, Behold, a woman of Canaan came out the same coast, cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord. Thou son of David, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. The Bible indicates that she had a daughter who had an evil spirit that had troubled her or entered into her life. Now, we're not given any ages here, okay? We're not given any ages. But we do know the scriptures teach that evil spirits are real. And Jesus dealt with them throughout his ministry. The Bible also tells us that the evil spirits will only enter into someone who entertains them or invites them in. And so that's something I want to clarify because I was young once and I heard a message on evil spirits. And I tell you, I didn't want to go to sleep for a week. I had nightmares and dreams. But then uh, I was taught that, no, they only come in if you invite them in. And even a lost person, that's what we find in the Old Testament. And so what we find, though, is they are real. And if you do invite them in, they will come in. And that's what happened to her, evidently. That Her daughter uh, had somehow some dealings with evil spirits. And let me just put this out there. That's a problem today in our world, folks. The evil spirits are disguising themselves as fun, exciting, entertaining. And a lot of our children are starting to look that direction. Let's make sure we keep them pointed in God's way, in the Word of God. But she had gotten... Her daughter had gotten away, and an evil spirit evidently had come in and and was ruining her life. Every time I read this, my heart breaks because I think, the devil got one here, folks. The devil got one. Now, he wasn't going to be able to hold on to her, though, because Christ is more powerful. But he got one. You know, that's what he's trying to do today, by the way. He's trying to get children. He's trying to get your children. He's trying to destroy lives, and he's working hard. And that's why she was there, because she had a problem. She was hurting now. 
she had a problem and she's going, Lord, you know, another thing I, I find, and throughout this whole passage, you'll never find her rebuked. Isn't God wonderful? The Lord never said, well, you deserve it. Or you made a mistake. That's what the world says. The Lord says, I'm going to forgive you. And that's what he did. But she came because she had a problem. And she went because she believed Christ could help. See, that's, that's the picture of faith here. That's why she's going. So we, we find faith in her presence to start with. The fact that she is there. You know, this morning, moms, and not just moms, but moms in particular, if you want God to bless you, you have to be in his presence. You have to, of course, seek Him out for salvation. Make sure you're saved. The Bible teaches that's a personal relationship that you must have with God. Not because your parents had it, or because your spouse has it, or because someone else has it. You must have a personal relationship with God. Uh, Let's turn over to Romans chapter 10. I want to just show you this right up front, and then we'll move on. Romans chapter 10. Because we find here how you can have a personal relationship with God and know that you're saved. It says here in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We find here, uh, we, we, the Bible teaches John three sixteen that God sent his son, his only begotten son, to die for our sin. But we find here how how, how to apply that teaching. And that is applied here begins with confession, the confession of thy mouth, the Lord Jesus. Uh, in other words, you've got to confess that Christ is who he said he is. Believe that he's the Son of God. Believe that he's the Lord. Believe that he is the one who died on the cross for your sin. It says here, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Notice it doesn't say believe that he died, but believe that he's been raised from the dead. It was that he's got life. Uh, everyone, the Lord doesn't return, everyone will face death. But only Christ has conquered death in the grave. And that's what he says. Believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You see, salvation is right here. It's in the heart. It's, it goes beyond knowledge. And it turns into faith. And so this morning, I want to encourage you to make sure you're saved. Make sure you're saved. Now, salvation is not a progression. It's not something that... You know, you progress and, and slowly become saved. No, it's a, it's, it's a new birth. Jesus taught that in John chapter 3. He says it's a new birth. You must be born again. You must be saved. So make sure that you, there was a moment in your life where you understood you were a sinner. And you confessed. And you believed in your heart that Jesus is God. That he's alive today and that you received him into your heart as your Savior. If you've done that, you're saved. Praise God for that. Praise the Lord. If not, you can get that taken care of this morning. And I encourage you to get that taken care of today. Uh, but let's move on here now. So to begin with, you've got to know God. You've got to be in His presence. But also you must continue to go to God after you're saved. Uh, turn over with me, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. And I want to read verse 16 of Hebrews chapter 4 this morning. It tells us here, Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Doesn't this verse fit the passage we've just read? That's what she's doing. She's going boldly to Christ, asking for help. You know, I want to encourage you moms to pray. Talk to God. Be in His presence every single day. Start your day with prayer. If you need prayer in the middle of the day, maybe some days you're going to need prayer more more often than other days. Take time to go to God. Be in His presence and let Him 
not only hear prayers, but answer your requests. So you must determine that you're going to be close to God. She had to determine to go. It's not something that just happens. She had to determine that she was going to go to Christ. You've got to determine that you're going to be close to God. Let's move on to our next one. Let's go back to our passage here. That's his presence. She, her faith is seen in her presence. I want to show you that her faith is seen in her patience. Her faith is seen in her patience. I don't know, but I struggle with patience sometimes. I don't, I don't like to wait. She had to wait for an answer. Let's look back at this passage. The Bible tells us here that she had to wait two times. It says here in verse 23, But he answered her not a word. Isn't that interesting? She comes to Christ and she tells him, Please help me. I got a daughter who's grievously vexed with this evil spirit. And Jesus ignored her. Did not answer her a word, but continued on. And then look, look it's, it's see where she was also uh, notice here. It says here, in verse, continuing in verse 23, And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Notice something. He doesn't address her. He's talking to the disciples. He has not once addressed her yet. So what we find is she had to wait. The Lord made her wait in this situation. And so I want to talk now about patience. She had to wait for an answer. Two times she had to wait for the Lord to, to respond, or at least to respond to her. I've often thought if she was tempted to leave. There, there's no indication she was. I think her faith was strong. She might not have known all about Christ and everything about his ministry, but she believed he could help. And so she's going to remain there. And she may have been tempted to leave, but she did not leave. You know, faith will keep you praying for your children, moms. That's what's going to keep you praying for them. That's what's going to keep you encouraging them, teaching them, providing for them, is faith in God. That's going to strengthen you on those weekdays. And that's what you need. The Bible tells us that she endured and that she waited upon the Lord. And the Lord eventually answered her prayers Uh, Moms, I want to encourage you this morning to wait upon God. Wait upon the Lord. First, seek His will in matters of your home. Seek His will. Take take your cares to God. Now, you may not be facing this type of situation that she's facing, but, but any problem in your home is a real problem. And take that to God. Seek His will in the matter. And also seek His help with your children. Seek God's help with your children. That's what she's doing. She's asking God to help her daughter. She wants God to work in her daughter's life. And that's why she's going to God. And that's why she is willing to wait on the Lord. And I want to encourage you to be willing to wait. Now, that's difficult. Okay? We live in a fast-paced culture. Right? I mean, you can get online and find information. I could probably give you a question. You guys can answer it in a few seconds. If you had your phone out, you could answer, answer it quickly. Because we have information at our fingertips that we can get rapidly. Uh, we can drive speed limits on the highway 70 or 75 here. I know none of you speed, but so you, you stay right there. You can, but think how far we can go, how fast we can go in our world today. Uh, it used to take days to get across the country, weeks during some centuries, now we can get across the country quickly in an airplane. You get on and you can fly across the country. You can fly across the, you know, the, even across the world. We go anywhere quickly. I'm not against all that, by the way. My thought is, living in a fast-paced culture, sometimes it's difficult to slow down. But God may require you to wait at times for an answer. 
And why you wait, you've got to be patient and wait on God. She had to wait. Now, she's going to persist, as we'll see. There's nothing wrong with going forward while you wait. But she had to wait. So I want to encourage you to wait on God for answers. Number two, let's go back to our passage here. And I want you to notice her persistence. Uh, we see already in verse 22 that she came uh, to Christ. So she, she obviously traveled. Uh, it wasn't a, a situation that we don't know how far. It may have been in the same city or nearby, but she traveled to see Jesus. And so we find her coming, and she's determined to see Christ. Now that's persistence. But notice what happened next. It says here, verse 23, he answered her not a word. So he doesn't say a word to her, but she doesn't leave. Notice it tells us here that his disciples came beside him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. Evidently, she annoyed the disciples is what she did. She persisted. She wasn't going to leave. Jesus didn't answer her, and instead of going away, I wonder if she just began to go to Peter maybe, or to, or to Andrew, or one of the others, and say, Hey, I need help. I need, I need Christ to, to help me with this problem. And she went to them enough times, evidently, and the Bible also indicates, notice what it says here, that she, they told them, send her away, for she crieth after us. That word for cry, uh, it means to cry out, scream, or to shriek. So I don't know if she was making a public scene or if she was so serious, she's just being bold in her request to the point where the apostles were like, Lord, please answer her so she can just leave us alone. And that almost seems to be the picture here. We find a persistent mother, a persistent mother. Ladies, be persistent as moms. Be persistent. and Be just like this mom here. If you have a, a care, go to God. And let me point out to you, God never said no. Jesus never told her no, ever. I believe she was being tested, is what she was being tested. It was done. Her faith was being tested. So she was never told no. So she kept going. You know, if you're praying for your children, just keep praying. Now this may be for adult moms too, who, who children are adults out of the home. You can't put them in time out anymore. You can't, you can't teach them in the ways like you used to when they're at home, but you can pray for them. And definitely should pray for your children. Pray every day for your children. Especially if you know they're, they're going through some difficulties. Lift them up to God. Pray that God will work in their heart and go to God persistently. Just keep praying for your children. So what we find eventually is after Christ heard the disciples telling her, or telling him, you know, please answer her so she'll leave us alone. Notice what his, his response was. He says, I'm not sent but under the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Uh, that's verse 24. And we'll talk about that here in our next point coming up here in a few minutes. But notice he still did not give her an answer. But instead of going away, she eventually. Now, I don't know how all this played out. It is one of those scenes where I wish I could have seen it. But a lot of times we find Jesus walking and teaching. We know he was in a house here in this area. Well, she didn't leave. She eventually caught up to him and said, Lord, please help me. And we find a mom who was persistent. So let me give you some ways you can be persistent. First, be persistent in your relationship with God. Moms, be persistent in your relationship with God. You know, one thing I've noticed about moms, this is just in general, moms tend to neglect themselves for others. Especially their children, right? They, they tend to do that. Why is that? It's love, is what it is. It's a love that's there that moms have for their children. I also heard someone put it this way once. Moms will do things for their children they would never think of doing for anybody else. I mean, it's just, it's their children. They love them. 
And they'll tend to neglect themselves for their children, for the well-being of their children, or help their children out. You know, some moms are the point where, you know, they got to, hey, you got to take some time off. you got to make them, your mom maybe enjoy a little bit of relaxation. You see, moms tend just to, to work hard. And this morning, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Make sure you take time for yourself when it comes to God. Make sure that you focus on your relationship with God. In other words, moms, make sure you're reading the Bible so that God is working in your heart. Make sure you're praying to God and taking your cares to God. Make sure that you are serving the Lord in your life. You know, I believe moms are the the glue that holds the house together. I believe moms are the, are the, the strength within the home, but you need God's strength too in your life. And so I want to encourage you moms to persist in your relationship with God. Make sure that you're walking with the Lord, that you're growing in God's grace, so that way you can be an encouragement in your home. So you can teach your children the ways of God. And that's what I want to encourage you to do, is just persist in your relationship with God. Here's another way, persist in your children's relationship with God. Teach your children the ways of God. The Bible talks about training up the child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That first part has to be applied, though. We've got to teach him. Train them up. Let them know about God. Teach them the ways of God. You know, there are plenty of people in this world that will teach your children if you let them. They will. But they'll probably teach your children things you don't want them to be taught. So make sure you teach your children. Teach them the ways of God. Teach them the God of the Bible. The importance of prayer. The importance of reading the Word. This can be done and just in conversation. It can be done around the table. It can be done just by example even. Just teaching your children how to live for God. So they see an example in front of them. But I want to encourage you to persist in that area. Persist. And also, protect your children from evil. God has blessed you with children. Do your best to protect them in this world. And you can guard your home. Protect them from evil that can come in. And as I said before, the devil is after you. He's after your children. I'll just tell you that this morning. He's he's out to destroy lives is what he's out to do. And he's after your children. The world is, is the same way. He's after your children. So you're in a spiritual battle. Make sure you are persisting and leading your children after the Lord. Here's my final thought on this. Don't quit, moms. Don't quit. All right? You, you're, you've been blessed with a wonderful opportunity. And there may be some days you, you need a break. And maybe some days you, you, know, you need a vacation. That's understand, understandable. But don't quit. Be faithful and persist. This, this lady didn't quit. She was faithful. Let's move on. we just got two more thoughts here. Notice the posture. Uh, notice the Bible says we see the faith in her posture. It tells us here in verse 25, Then came she, and it says, And worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. That word worship means to, to bow down, to fall down, is what it's referring to. So we find here she is worshipping. She's respectful and she's reverent to God. She bows before him, falls down before him as she's asking for help. Uh, obviously a public scene. She's not embarrassed to ask for help. She needs help. She wants help. So she's going to God for help. And she believes she, he could help her. And so we find a, a woman of humility. The faith has humbled her to the point where she's willing to bow down before God and honor him. Really it's an act of worship is what it is. An act of worship giving honor to another. Exalting another. And that's what she's doing with Christ. She's giving him honor and exalting him. Uh, By the way, exalt Christ in your home, moms. Exalt Christ in your life. Lift up God so your children will see how wonderful he is. And if you lift up God, they're going to want to lift up God too. They're going to follow the example. They're going to follow the example that you set. So I encourage you to lift up God in your life and worship 
Christ every day. Two thoughts here. Worship Him when all goes well. Hopefully all is going well for you today. Lord's blessing. And worship Him. Praise God. Give Him glory. But also worship Him when all is not going well. And that's what we find here. She's having a hard time in her house. Her daughter is struggling with this problem. Yet she's falling down before the Lord. Still honoring Him and exalting Him. So worship the Lord when all is not going well. And this woman honored Christ and she was going to be blessed because of it. Let's move on here. Notice the Bible tells us here, and this is where we're going to stop here, the the plea now that she offers up. It says here in verse 26, But he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she saith, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Alright, we're going to see the faith in her plea, or you could call it the faith in her prayer now. And this is where we're going to see the faith just come together and God bless. And this is the moment we want to get to in our lives. Whether you're a mom, you're a dad, you have no children, just life in general. We want to get to the point where God blesses our faith and honors it. And that's what we find here. Now notice he spoke a, what we call a proverb to her, a saying to her. That's an interesting one. I'll explain it to you. It says here, it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Now, let me say this. He was not ridiculing her. You know, I read recently once someone said that Christ called her a dog. That's blasphemy. He didn't do that. Not even close. He's using a common phrase to teach a point. And she understood it. She got it. And that's why her faith was strengthened. Notice, let me explain it to you. First, the children are symbolic of the Jewish people. That's who he came to, to the nation of Israel. Presented himself as their king. And in this picture here, he's saying that food for the children should not be cast unto dogs. See, what we know during this time, they had dogs. How many have a dog? They had dogs. If your dog's like my dog, she knows exactly when we're eating, what time it is to eat. Well, they had domesticated dogs too. They had the wild dogs on the outside. But this word actually refers to the domesticated ones, the ones that would be found in the house. And he's saying here, basically, he said the children are privileged. They get the food. Not the dogs. That's what he's saying. Notice her clever response, though. This woman was clever. She was prepared. And notice her response. She says, here in verse 27, she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. So what she did is she listened to his teaching, and she responded. She didn't take any offense to it. She didn't get upset. She responded. She said, Yes, Lord, I understand. I understand that the children are privileged. I understand that in this picture here, that the children receive the food and not the dogs, not the, the puppies. But then she turned it around. She said, Lord, but whatever falls off that table, they get. Notice this picture of humility. Basically, she's saying, Lord, whatever you can give me, I'll take. Whatever you can offer, that's sufficient for me. That'll help me out with my problem. Lord, whatever you have. So, what we have is a common phrase, and she understood it. She understood, and she didn't get upset. She didn't march away in anger. Instead, she exercised faith. She exercised her faith, and she said, Lord, whatever you give me, I'll take. Here's a thought here. And she used, actually, the word for crumb is little morsel. Just a little morsel. You know, in the Bible, there's a miracle. When a woman came who needed to be healed, and the Bible says that she was in a large crowd. And as she's in that crowd, 
she saw Jesus coming by. And in her heart, she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. The hem of his garment. That's just, whether it's here on the, the arm or down below, she said, if I could just touch that, I can be healed. Now, she wasn't referring to the fact that the garment could heal her. She had limited knowledge of Christ. What this woman understood is that Christ was powerful. And she understood if I could just get there and just touch the hem of his garment, I know he'll heal me. And she had faith. And the Bible tells us that woman drew close. And as Christ is going through the crowd, she reached out and touched the hem of his garment. And she was healed instantly. And Jesus turned and stopped said, who touched me? Of course, everyone's saying, oh, a lot of people are touching you. You're in the middle of a crowd. He said, no, who touched me? And of course, he dressed the woman and encouraged her faith. You see, what we find here is we find another example of faith just like that. With this woman here now, what she's saying, she's saying, Lord, if you could just give me a little bit, if you could just help me just a little bit, That's going to be enough to take care of my problem. I believe you're so powerful. I don't have to receive all the blessings that the children of Israel have. I just need your help in this matter. And I know you can help me. And notice what Jesus said under her. We don't find a rebuke. We don't find anything else. We find encouragement. He says here in verse 28, Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. Isn't that wonderful? She came to him and and she said, Lord, if you just give me any help at all with my child, it'll take care of the problem. And he said, your faith is great. She's healed. What a wonderful testimony here. What a wonderful example of faith. Her faith was rewarded. You know, this morning, moms, this is what I want to encourage you with this part here. When you're raising children, first off, you need God's help. You need God's help. And God is there to help you out. So take your cares to Him. Take your concerns to Him. But keep in mind, He's Almighty. There is no problem within your home, within your family, or within your life that He can't fix. There is no problem too great for help. God can help you with anything that you go through. So I want to encourage you as you raise your children, whether they're in the home still, whether they're grown and outside the home, continue going to God for help and asking God to help you. Even if you're like this woman here and say, Lord, whatever you can help me with, I know that's going to be sufficient. Help me right now in the moment, Lord. Maybe you're in a moment where you need God's help. and Say, Lord, help me right now in this moment. Lord, help me get through this day. Help me get through this afternoon. Help me get through this teaching moment with my child. Or help my child through this moment. Help my child as they go through this difficulty. Help my child as they have to make some decisions in life. I want to encourage you to go to God in prayer and trust Him to help you out. See, that's what we find here. Faith rewarded. And moms, if you put your faith in God, He's going to reward your faith. He is going to reward you. He's going to bless you. He's going to answer your prayers just like He did this mother. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.